Welcome to the Aspiring High Performers Podcast, the show where we embrace both the challenges and the beauty of our high performance journeys and aspirations. I am your host, Sanna Koyanen, a former professional athlete from Finland who is now guiding others to excel through mental performance coaching and breathwork in Denver, Colorado. And together, we are on a mission to achieve greatness without compromising our well-being or happiness anymore. So join me as we connect with experts, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals from the worlds of sports and high performance. We will uncover the stories, tools, and insights needed to craft and improve our own high-performance lifestyles. So get ready, because this journey promises to be both enlightening and enjoyable. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm thrilled to bring you this special episode today because we're going to be diving into the dynamic world of athlete branding. And I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with our guest, Ali Nora. And Ali is so awesome. She is a, like really seriously, a powerhouse in the industry. And for example, just worked with figures like Tony Robbins' company. So pretty amazing. And her brilliance in branding is really evident but also so it's her passion for the work that she's doing in branding and the first time that I met her I was also struck by her excellence the personality and the passion that she has and I knew instant instantly that any discussion with her would be just like so valuable and in this case for athletes if you are going to be listening to this and you're an athlete I swear you're going to love this because athlete branding isn't necessarily talked about like enough yet in my opinion and the potential of that and what it can have for athletes to stand out to build their careers in a more long-term way so now Ali is gonna kind of dive into all of that and she isn't just so knowledgeable and passionate but I think she's also bringing a unique blend of just being honest and straightforward which is often also respected in the sports world, but she does that with care and love. So I love that approach. And she's also the kind of achiever who makes a real difference. And I am so excited to have her on this show because that just matches perfectly with the whole idea of why I'm having this show. And fun fact is that Ali and I spent a month living together while her gorgeous new house was being built in Denver. So I've also gotten to know her a little bit better during that time and today you get to know her a bit too and in this episode she's revealing the layers of athlete branding so we're going to be diving into why branding is much more than just a buzzword in the sports world and she's going to be sharing some common pitfalls in branding and how to avoid them alongside with practical techniques for athletes to discover and showcase their true identity beyond just the numbers and stats so you don't have to get stuck with those and we'll also explore how effective branding can elevate you beyond just being an athlete and offer strategies for those who are hesitant about social media or maybe you don't have a massive following yet it doesn't matter she's also giving you some amazing tips in in this episode so you can already hear that this conversation is packed with actionable insights and whether you are an emerging upcoming talent or maybe you are a seasoned athlete the advice that she gives and shares in this episode can really impact your career and personal growth. So I'm so excited for you. So let's just jump in. 
how would you describe yourself to people that might not know yeah. who you are? Okay. Well, um, so I would say first and foremost, I'm a brand um, integration strategist. I'll dive in a little bit more in like what that means um, a, little, a little later. But um, I would say that I'm just extremely passionate about personal branding. Um, I think that everybody is a walking brand. Um, I think that the things that you do really well come from your experiences. I think the things you can get paid the most for are um, come from your past experiences. Um, a lot of times your your traumas <laughs> and, um, and how you come out of them. So um, I'm just really passionate about um, really just creating awareness around that for individuals. I would say first and foremost, that's one way to describe me. And then another way would be um, I'm the founder of Connected mm-hmm. Consulting, which is a digital marketing agency. We've been around since 2016. Um, and uh, and then I'm a co-founder of Athlo Agency, um, which we'll dive into a little more today. The best way to describe me is I'm just a really wildly passionate person about people um, and at what I knew for for work, which doesn't really feel like work. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And I kind of have to ask an extra question about that. Like, how did you then, because you're passionate about humans, but then how did you get into the branding space and realize like, okay, I can actually like, can I combine my love yeah. for humans? Well, with planning. So left job at um back in two thousand and like early two thousand and sixteen. Um, well, actually, I think end of two thousand and fifteen. I'm losing track. I'm like, are we in two thousand twenty four or two thousand twenty three? All the all the blending together. But um, I left done at Lululemon. I was running digital strategy um, back when Facebook business pages were booming and Instagram business pages were just kind of coming out. Um, and I left my job at to really kind of go through almost this um, fate, my own personal phase of self-discovery. So I think during that time, I did a lot of really what most of our brands and personal brands encounter today, which is like this discovery kind of um, phase, right? Where you really just relearn what lights you up, uh, what you love and and really how you can like make that a service or a product and solve a problem for your consumer. And so I really went through that process. And when I did, the conclusion was Yeah, you lost the audio, I think, for a second. No, you go. No. Yeah, good again. Everybody's a personal brand that nobody is stuck in their nine to five, that people can truly, nobody's stuck with, with any identity that they maybe attach themselves to or societies mm-hmm. them to. Nobody's stuck in that. You can live a fulfilled life and receive a paycheck for doing something that you absolutely love every day that doesn't feel like work. And when I found that for myself, I was like, everybody know. So that is like kind of where that and then that was that became the process that became the foundation for the agency it was everybody needs to go through this with with their first encounter that they have with us as an agency um and they they need to go through this process either to realign why they're doing what they're doing or why they started the business they started or to discover what their potential truly can be in this world and how they can live the most fulfilled um, life with, you know, financial freedom and abundance and all of these other things that just kind of come with that. So, um, yeah, that's that's 
really how we started. And then, of course, there's a whole other kind of side to that with with Athlo Agency, but um, they're really one and the same. The process that we've been doing since 2016 mm-hmm. with our you know digital marketing clients is really what we've brought into the Athlo slash NIL. Yeah, awesome. And that's exactly where we're going next. So like the Athlo agency, how did that one get started? Because now you were working this with like with, you said like digital marketing clients. And then you just brought in like, oh, no, athletes, I just do this. So how did the athlete part of it got started? College uh, athlete, he was at IMG prior to um, college. Committing to Georgia, um, he's like one of the number one tight ends in the country. Uh, just had an extremely successful college, high school, and college um, athletic career, and then of course got drafted uh, uh, initially into the Lions and and played there for um, about a year. Um, you know, and then of course along his journey, it's a little more of his story to tell. But along his journey, he had you know that moment of injury and oh crap, who am I outside of my sport? Um, which he hadn't slowed down enough to really contemplate that um, in the midst of the hustle and bustle and him grinding. Um, and so that's the, the that tied with our other co-founder Jay, um, who's uh, operational, um, you know, brand partnerships also is like a serial entrepreneur, um, really saw this opportunity as NIL was on the rise to start to start something right to start something in that in that base. Um, but have it be less of a, here's an NIL tool to make funny money really fast and more of a, here's an educational tool that will allow you to navigate, sure, the NIL landscape, but it will allow you to navigate your professional career outside of your sport. Um, and that was always the goal. And because we already had some process, we had done it successfully for so many years with so many different individuals, we knew it was perfect for the athlete. Isaac's the example of it, you know, um, Isaac's the example of it. He went through it first. Um, and then the success from that, um, that came from that, right. Uh, is really what we used as the stepping stone to really kind of grow it into something that we knew could be for, for every athlete. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want, like, loved how you mentioned about the identity, like a little bit earlier on about like how we don't have to be stuck yeah. with the identity that we think we have. And I think that's exactly what like with athletes happen. And like your website, you also say um, that like, your story can go beyond yeah. the performance, which is something that I yeah. like, oh my God, this is the best thing probably ever to hear for athletes. Um, but why do you think branding is important for athletes then? Does it like relate to that story that they can tell or... I say this like again and again and again and again. So it might sound really repetitive to anyone who's listening to this that has heard me speak before. Um, athletes are the OG influencers. I mean, they really are. Before influencers were ever a thing, who are we buying? Who are we looking towards to buy things, right? Uh, off of like what what are athletes and celebrities wearing? Athletes are celebrities, they're influencers. <laughs> like you have this inevitably, you have this stage, this pull, this impact, this influence on people that. 99% of the world does not have. I mean, you are 1% of, you know, the population, if that, and then professional athletes are 0.5 of the 1%, right? So if you have that stage, 
if you can command that attention, why would you not leverage that? Because the one thing that is sure to end, it's guaranteed to end is your sport. Like it is guaranteed to end. You are not competing at the level you competed for most of your life when you're in your 70s. You are not in your sport anymore or your 50s or your 50s maybe. It depends. You have the anomalies, the operatings and whatever of the world, but that's so far and between. So your sport is going to come to an end. So why in the heck would you not leverage this stage that you have to build a business, build a following, spread a message, make impact, create, you know, as much impact as you possibly can while you have eyes on you. You know, your sport is, is, I know it, mm-hmm. it is 24-7, but technically, but your sport also technically is a season. So you have this whole other season where yeah. you can give back to you, therefore give back to other people. And so I just believe athletes, they are that. They been that for so long and what nil allows for is for an athlete to go out and rightfully so make money off their name the way that schools have for many 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 years and the way teams have for many many years and you've got that opportunity to do both so why would you not choose um i don't think it takes away from your sport i actually think it adds to it i think your performance is enhanced when you know who you are off the field and you feel like there's more to work towards than just your sport when you put all your eggs in one basket you you operate from a place of scarcity always and so if you're operating from a place of abundance Mm -hmm. if you have something outside of your sport then it enhances every area of your life and i'm a huge believer of that so i just think it's it's critical it's critical for athletes and they deserve it and i just i a part of my job is spreading that message and helping athletes really understand that they do deserve it because I don't, I don't think that many people remind them of that. So. Very true. Especially if they come from like smaller sports and it's like, well, I don't have like millions of followers and I'm not that popular. I'm not that successful. Like who am I to even ask for these sponsorships, which I think could maybe relate to the next question that what are the like most common mistakes that you see athletes doing in this space when they want to brand? I would say just chasing dollars. I would say the the most, the biggest mistake is chasing dollars. I think that athletes will end up, what ends up happening is they see a really great deal in front of them, but they're not actually, because they're not connected to their personal brand, they sign themselves up for a partnership that, that actually isn't in alignment with who they are, right? Sorry, I've got, got all my workers background. <laughs> I'm just you right now. Um, but I I think like they they sign themselves up to be in partnership with with um people that don't align with their brand. So for instance, if your personal brand is nutrition and you're signing with Kane's fried chicken, what what Tell me how that makes sense two years down the line. Could that actually be a deterrent from yeah. a nutritional company seeking you out and doing some partnership with you because you are signed on with Kate? Doesn't even make sense anymore. So I just see athletes in this space because they don't know what they don't know. They are igniting themselves up for deals that are really fast cash, but they're not thinking about, and it's not great cash. A lot of times, to be honest with you, like if I'm being really transparent, like a lot of it's not ideal. It's like, you know, and and again, it could jeopardize the like actual ideal partnership, you know, down the line. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I yeah, and I something that this came to my mind about like when you said about scarcity, and I think that kind of like links pretty well with that. Like if you see just like the cash on the table, and it's like, well, I'm not making that much money yet. Like especially if you're a college athlete or like a lot of semi-professionals in Europe or like who are starting their career also in Europe. So then there is this scarcity of like, oh, I'm just going to take this because I'm not making that much, which is exactly the scarcity mindset of like, well, you don't see like what's out there if you would maybe explore a little bit further, like well, how yeah. can you create that impact that would also be aligned with your values? Great advocates of athletes, but at the end of the day, you are your best advocate. And so if you know you yeah. really well what you want to do, where you want to go, who you are at the core, who you are outside of your sport, if you know that, you are the guiding light. Like, I just don't think athletes allow mm-hmm. themselves to step in that role enough because they say, well, an agent's got it or a coach True. got it or whatever. You are your own advocate. So although these people at the end of the day, they are sure in it for you. There is money attached to you. So are they actually the most non-biased individual to be making these decisions for you? So kids aren't reading through contracts. I mean, I remember my brother got a contract and I'm not going to name any names. My brother got a contract going into his work year at the, in the NFL. And I remember reading the contract through and I was like, this is terrible. Like, do you even know what this is tying you to? I can't believe you're even brought this to you. I you know, don't, I'm not going to say any name yeah. on anyone's behalf because you don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I've been like, you didn't read this. You saw a shiny name that you're, like, you're a consumer of. And you immediately were like, yes, that's the deal for me. But you didn't read the deal through. And the deal was not good. And what the deal tied you to confined you from doing a lot of other deals with other people that you also really love that may have actually paid you more or would have valued you more than just merchandise for the next three years. Like you just signed an NFL contract. You can yeah. merchandise. Like nobody needs more free merchandise, you know? Um, like you you time is money and you are valuable no matter what your following is, no matter what division, you know, you play, um, no matter what sport you, you play, it's like you are an asset. In school, see that you performed for other people and you deserve to be an advocate for yourself and know how to be an advocate for yourself. So I just think it's such a common mistake. And I think that the mistake also falls on athletic departments and advisors and coaches and agents who don't push athletes to also be advocates of themselves. So I think, you know, the fault is kind of on. Yeah. A bit of everybody, right? So it's just a conversation that needs to happen more. Yeah. I'm really clearly very passionate about it, even though I'm not a former athlete. Yeah, but agreed. Big sister mentality. Sister is really powerful. It's a really powerful mentality. It's like I just watched my brother navigate so much. Yeah. And I have felt so closely tied to his story in building Athlo out that I just even though I did not play college sports, I just feel so as closely attached to it as I feel like I could without playing the sport, right? Because um, of what I've just witnessed. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to a family member, you know, who I care a lot about. And so 
I just think that the the tables have turned with NIL. They can turn with NIL. And so that was a big reason we wanted to break out into this into this space when we did. So Yeah. And I like I absolutely appreciate the passion because sports is the like usually yeah, it's a passionate platform anyways and i'm yeah. sure like you also see it through your clients like you see that case like their cases are really invested in their processes um and i one word that came to my mind also when you were talking about like just like being advocate for yourself is kind of like taking responsibility also yeah about your own future through like investing in branding yourself because like it's not like you said like it sports will end and that's a fact it, it's not just something that we can just like sugar out and make it like happen forever. No, it's going to come to an end. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. This is, this is really where we, where we start, which I think is really cool. Um, a lot of what we emphasize through our product. So I guess to backtrack a little bit, we are a pre-recorded product. Um, we have taken, um, essentially like think masterclass, right? Like a, a masterclass of what it ultimately is um and you we've taken isaac as the example and me as the brand strategist to work through all of these different um modules and lessons within each module to ultimately build out a vision statement a purpose statement a positioning statement which is your pitching power um how to read through and the contracts and be your own advocate um, how to do your own outreach instead of wait around for the right deal to come to you. How do you actually attract the right deal or go out and get it? Um, and and then ultimately, how do you kind of wrap up all the things that you've built out, your own brand filter, things that can help you really kind of make um, the best brand decision around your personal brand, uh, some things of that nature. It, it, you kind of wrap that up into a digital resume that is... Uh, it embodies things that people cannot Google about you. It is not stats that are specific to what your Instagram following is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not um, what your performance is. Um, it's none of that. It's it's all the things that you built, which is your purpose statement, your vision statement, your positioning statement, and then the deals that you've done, the things that make you um, really unique as an athlete, um, and essentially like. Uh, what it's like to work with you as an athlete and and a lot of the same characteristics that you possess that make you really incredible on the field are the things that are going to set you up for success long term yeah. off the field. Um, so we make sense of those things. We bring those things together. So you you walk through it's 90 minutes of pre-recorded content. You walk through lessons, um, uh, worksheets. Um, there's like resource documents in each lesson. Lessons are five minutes and desktop friendly um and it's it's just really easy because we know time is of the essence for athletes and so um they really need they need things to be fast tracked they need their attention span outside of their sport yeah. building it for so long um so we really wanted to make it cool it's not e-learning and it's like in a really vibey space the branding is really good because it is um and you know all that good stuff so really that's that's kind of what the process looks like. You can buy module one on our website um, and you can also reach out if you want to do one-on-one stuff. But one of the best places to start that we start with that I will give, I will give away for free as a little secret 
is um, the first and foremost thing that you've got to do is you've got to connect to your purpose. You've got to explore your purpose outside of your sport. And so what that means is you really look at three different areas and the intersection of those areas. Those areas are what you know, which what you know is, well, I'll I'll explain all three, I guess, first, and then I'll dive in. But what you know, what you do, and how you want to serve. And the intersection, if you were to look at it as a Venn diagram, the intersection of those three areas are actually where your purpose exists. So the what you know is your belief system. It's how you were raised. It's what you saw. Um, It's your why. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. um, what coaches told you, negative or positive. Um, It's how you witnessed your parents relationship it's um the financial burden that you um either encountered or didn't encounter it's it's truly like your upbringing it's your it's your child self your inner child self of like what you know what you tell yourself and how that's kind of carried through your adult life and when you start to write things down you really start to understand oh crap this is like how i have legitimately made all of my decisions yeah like everything like down to like what i'm going to pursue outside of my sport as a as a um a career path you know you really start to see that those things come from what you know they come from yeah. the belief system and then the what you do is what do you do really well what are people like gosh man like sana you just do this so well like you're such a connector like you just heal people like outside of your sport what do you do really really well are you a neat freak are you incredible at organizing are you great at design are you a creative like what do you do really well? And then how do you want to serve? Which is like, if there is a Wikipedia page for you and it's like, Tana did this sport and she played here and at this college and she was a professional athlete here and she did this. What else? What else? Like, what's like the wrap up of it? Like she went on to do this philanthropic thing or <laughs> she helped save athletes from themselves after they've experienced trauma in their sport, you know, and you don't have to carry it and walk with it through the rest of their life, right? Through breath work. Like that's what, you know, I want to help heal people. I want to help heal people from experiences that I've experienced. And that starts with my peers. It starts with other athletes. That's how you want to serve. And so when you can really ground yourself in that and see how all kind of three areas are really cohesive um they all relate then that's when it starts to almost kind of distill this like a light bulb goes off like oh there's like more to me than just how fast i can yes or how fast i can swim or yeah what i'm really good at and hey let's take a 60 second break from this episode because If you want to do better in your sport but find it challenging to block out the distractions, maybe handle the pressure, or stay focused on what truly matters, the present moment, not other people's opinions, or the previous rally, or what you're going to eat later tonight. If any of that sounded like you, I've got something for you. I want to give you an exclusive training session that I did this fall, and you'll be learning how to silence the external noise and laser focus on what's important you and your performance. So I will be diving into the techniques that will allow you to improve your mental focus and resiliency so you can be more consistent. Because isn't that the dream? If I could just perform at a better level more consistently? Well, improving your focus is such a big part of that. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Go grab the free training through the link in the show notes, or you can also go to the website bit.ly forward slash athlete focus. So it's bit 
dot ly forward slash athlete focus. See you there. So yeah, it's really cool. That's so cool. Yes. And I love this so much, especially also because it's so deep. Because I feel like the purpose has been just like thrown around a lot yeah. and just kind of like as a word, like this is how you find your purpose. And then there's like five questions. And like, I don't think purpose is something that you can actually get to like that quickly. It doesn't require way deeper work with yourself. Yeah. So then that's just like hearing how deep you go into it so that you can develop your own purpose statement is something that I respect so much because then that's exactly how I think it will be. Like, or what is kind of like needed in order for you to actually feel like you have this second, not even second identity, but you can like your true identity also outside of sports that you can explore way, way better and way more than. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like when I do this workshop, I like, yeah, purpose. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is to be at this conference to play sports, you know, or like whatever. Yeah. And it's just so cool to almost, after going through kind of, you know, the one area, just how relaxed, like it just kind of takes this weight off. And then how even more relaxed athletes are. And then by the end of it, how passionate they actually are outside of something than just their sport. And it's really, really cool to like peel those layers back and to kind of watch that happen. And I can't even tell you how many athletes were like, oh my gosh, like if I had known this before I wrote, you know, my admissions letter or like if if I had known this before I had applied for a master's program this would have been my concluding you know in my concluding paragraph or I had known before I applied for this job like if I had known this before I had pursued this major like I wouldn't have pursued this major you know or like whatever it's just so Mm -hmm. crazy that when you just live in this very fast-paced world as you naturally do as an athlete and you are always striving for a goal that is outside of yourself it really is it's always team it's always team coaches like it's it's for performance like that is what drives an athlete even though a lot of it is for you sure along the way you lose pieces of yourself so to be reminded of truly who you are to come back to that soul core identity is critical to step number one because I can't make any strategy for you in the world, even if it's the best brand strategy anybody's ever heard. If you're not connected to it, it's never going to come to fruition. So it has to start with the exploration of of purpose and diving kind of deep, even though it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, and I can absolutely like remember the same <laughs> the same um, experiences when I was like, okay. It- my job is just to like develop my strength. And then all of that is still tied to like, what can I give to the team? Yeah. And then you do lose your, like the little pieces of like, and I had hard time in sports just like figuring out like what my, my purpose is in there, like test my limits. Okay, cool. But what else? It's it's kind of just like felt empty for me. And I know a lot of my clients are also like in a similar boat. That is kind of like, so it's my job just like jump higher. And hit harder yeah great that's my job but i also don't want my life to be 24 7 about that but right now it is so then 
I, I love the work that you can do is like bring that other aspect to the game that is so much healthier for them to have as well. And not only to be about the results and outcomes and all of that, that is like tied to like another kind of like entity that is running that and de deciding it for them. Um, oh my God, I think I could go forever. But I had a question about, and I know a lot of my athletes are also thinking about this, because social media, such a big thing. But what if you just hate it? What if you don't want to be in social media? Like, do these people have any hope getting deals? Yeah, they do. You think of something different. This is where you go back to the what do you do really well. Um, something I tell athletes who don't have, like, why would you, you, you are going to show up as an inauthentic person if you are like popping on TikTok doing little dances, even if you've got a huge following, but you just don't like to do it. Eventually it is going to die, you know, as quick as it started. So like it's just like don't do it. Don't want to do it because it's going to register as something you don't want to do eventually, if it even if you're good at masking it for a while. Right. And so the it you can still get deals. Like what's so beautiful about this is like your deals do not have to be, what if, what if you're like, man, I really love photography or I really love doing video or I really love coaching people. What if the deal is I've got this really cool campaign that I don't personally want to do, but I have access to all these athletes that I think would be really incredible spokespeople. Let me direct this campaign for you. That becomes then your pitch. Why does it yeah. have to be? Let me post this on Instagram. It's not like a one or done deal. It's not cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be just one way or no way. It can be, let me rework this to my skill set and then pitch that thing to a brand that I already consume and I'm passionate about and I love. And there's something about when you go to a brand and you say, my name is, this is the sport I play. This is my experience with the brand. This is my purpose. And it aligns with theirs. I've got great ideas. What, who's the best? who's the best point of contact something about that message is magical i don't it just works like it just works and it can be an email it can be a direct message if you want to stay off of instagram and you don't want to push it for instagram then maybe it's an email you find the right person to connect with in marketing or in branding or in finance or whatever it is via linkedin you find their information maybe you do reach out via linkedin which is why i think linkedin is, is actually so really great place for athletes to be honestly mm -hmm. um because it's like the world is your oyster you can reach out to so many powerful decision makers on linkedin um and then somebody sees like this is the school you go to and this is the sport you play they are more likely to respond to you than anybody else because you just have weight with that you carry some sort of status and weight with that um, which is why I just am like leverage it, you know? Mm -hmm. So no, it's not a one size fits all. If you hate social media, don't be on it. Like you don't have to love it. Um, sometimes though, the reason that athletes don't like it is because they are not posting with meeting. They're not posting with intentions. So if you can realign what intent you have in your content, realign what kind of content you want to put out there and what kind of value you want to add, to, to your audience, then you actually can, it's easier to get past this imposter syndrome or like embarrassment or like, I don't want to be on here or like whatever. It's easier to do that when you feel connected to the reason you're getting on and it's more than just money, right? Yes. So 
sometimes you just got to play with it. Sometimes you got to be like, oh, do I not like this? Because I know how like cheesy this feels. And I inevitably know that other people are going to like, probably going to register it cheesy to them or mm -hmm. like inauthentic. Yes. Well, then just you got to be like, well, then what brand am I reaching out to? Maybe that's, you know, maybe it's not the brand for me. Maybe it's not aligned with me. And then what, what's the ask here? Like is the ask for me to create content, even though I don't want to create content for them? Well, we kind of know it's going to be a disaster from the start if we're not aligned in the ask and we're not aligned in the partnership. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you really got to look at those things. But the other thing that's so cool is like every athlete can truly be its own every athlete could be a business. Like there is something you offer. I can, I can guarantee it a hundred percent money back guarantee it that there is something you offer that nobody else has come up with yet. Right. So like, and, it, and it's probably closely tied to your journey specifically. Mm -hmm. Like you, Sana, this is, it's so cool that you offer what you offer because it's so unique. Like mm -hmm. it's so unique. And then like your whole process behind it. So there is not another athlete out there that is doing exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it. There isn't, period. That's what's so brilliant about you doing what you're, you do, you're doing. And it came from your own experience, which is why you're yeah. equipped to like provide that service, you know, outside of, of course, the credentials and all the other things. Mm -hmm. But you're even more equipped, I believe than somebody who has the credentials because of your own personal experience and attachment to the thing that you offer. Mm -hmm. So I always go back to like to athletes and I say like, man, you want to be a coach? Like start with camps. Like do you, is there a way that you feel like you could elevate camps in some way? Is there a process that you just loathe about camps that you hated about camps when you were participating in camps that yeah. you know you can solve for? That's a business idea. That's you don't need to post that on Instagram. You need to find somebody else who successfully runs camps, team up with them, share just a little glimpse of the idea that you have, dangle the carrot in front of them, put it together how much money you want to be making, and then that becomes the proposal, you know? So, so that becomes the pitch. So it it's like get in the rooms that you need to get into and just start strike conversation with people that, you know, you, you know, carry an idea further to it. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so good because I was just about to ask like different ideas. So like, what if social media is out? Like what else there is for these people? Because I think a lot of times it's kind of like so stuck. Yeah. Like I just need to like write a letter to sponsor, you know, and then he says like, I can do a content thing for you. And then everybody runs out after that, like out of ideas. Yeah. So then for you, just like when you keep talking, like you're just like dropping the ideas like, everywhere. Well, and I, that's this is the exercise I, I always do. So actually, it would be like, athletes would be like, like all you and every other athlete like that. Ali, and I'm like, did you, do you like Olipop? Like, have you did you drink Olipop before you got the deal? And they're like, no. And I'm like, cool. Who's somebody that you consume? You just already can like you consume them. Like you're like, man, I love this this protein bar. Mm -hmm. Man, I I love this um, you know recovery tape or like I love this um, app that I use. This mindset app. Um, 
man, I love this journal that I do every Sunday before, you know, I hit up practice or whatever it is that you already consume. Like you literally just look around your house and you're just like, this is something I love and it makes me a better athlete. It makes me a better person. I have an incredible experience with it. That in itself is a pitch. Mm -hmm. Here I am. I'm an athlete. I consume your stuff all the time. Here's my story. Here's my story attached to that. I I have some really cool ideas and ways to collaborate. Who who? What's the best email? What's the best e- yeah. email to be in touch? It does not have to be what exists. What's just being like thrown around in these spaces? Like it does not have to just be that. It should be who you already consume, authentically already consume, enjoy, love, elevate life. And that's around your house. I mean, like literally I'm looking around and I'm like, well, I'm actually not in my house. No. Um, <laughs> it's kind of being a little bit, um, a little bit of uh, a contradictor there. But um, I, if I look around my house, I'm like, man, I collagen powder, like it just changes things for me. Like um, I just love the collagen powder that I take. I absolutely love it. And I have my own testimonial with that collagen powder and testimonials are gold to brand. So if you could just reach out to somebody and be like, look, here's my personal testimonial. I want to get involved with you in some way. Have you thought about doing anything with athletes? I mean, there are still so many brands that have not tapped in athletes as their influencers. And it is mind blowing to me. If you could just be the first one to do that, why not? Yeah. That's 10 times better than just some random deal that's sitting in a marketplace somewhere that has yes. a dollar sign attached to it. You know, that probably isn't going to convert into anything outside of that. And it's going to be like pulling teeth to get you to like do the thing you actually have to do to get paid because you hate doing it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you were, I think you were just like so brilliant at this. Um, so did you say your website is the place to go to? For athletes? Yeah. Yeah. And or or a direct message. I mean, direct okay. message to Aflo Agency. You can direct message me. My handle is Ali Nauta, spelled like Donna has in the title, A-L-Y-N-A-U-T-A. Um, that's my personal handle. You can drop me a DM. Um, a lot faster response over there. Um, and then my email that you can reach me at is A-L-Y at Aflo Agency. The agency is spelled A G ncy.com and sana i'm assuming like you could link that too in your stories just so somebody's got it or even in the description but you guys are more than welcome to reach out just to me directly clearly you can tell that i'm fired up about this stuff so i love (laughs) having these conversations um all day every day so um drop me a message if you're like hey i just like need to know more about this or you need to know more about that i'm always happy to jump on you know, a 30 minute call, 15 minute call with somebody and just kind of consult and, and, and troubleshoot and figure something out. So, yeah, I love that because I think there are so many people that might think like, okay, I'm a little interested, but I'm also scared. Like, yeah. And also, so like for people that are from Europe, I still highly recommend for you to just like reach out to Ellie and see yeah. like what you could do. Cause like, even though we were talking a lot about like NIL, I know the things that you're doing are applied like you, absolutely worldwide. Like you don't need to be in the US and, and a college athlete to be able to like utilize all of the things that you're doing. So just like a extra note there for yeah. my European folks. Yeah, this per- person and professional tool for 
everybody. And we've tried it for everybody um, before we rolled it out for athletes specifically. We just now have yeah. more case studies and really incredible results to show that it works for athletes. Um, but there are semi-pro athletes and professional athletes that we have done this very work with um, that, you know, I remember one of our guys at NHL um, started a podcast and literally it's it's now, you know, it's back by the NHL now. Um, and the podcast is on mental health because there's very few resources in the NHL space for mental health. And he was one of the first to kind of start that many, many years ago. Um, and that came from his discover session that came from building his personal brand and, and pouring into it and investing mm-hmm. in it. So um, it it leaves him with something um, outside of his sport that's even bigger, honestly, than the impact that he can have um, during his time as an athlete. So mm-hmm. it, 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 you're exactly right. This is for everybody, anybody, all walks of life. Um, yeah. Any age limits? No age limits. No, in fact, I think the younger, the better, <laughs> um, because I think the conversation needs to start at as soon as your sport starts, as soon as you start training for this sport, this conversation needs to be part of it. Um, so, no, I don't think there's any age limit, but I think it's even for the athlete that's long retired um, that yeah. still is really yeah. trying trying to figure out um, point where where they want where they want to be in the world. And you can have the same impact or more. Um being out of your sport uh, as you did in it. So yeah. um, I believe that. And and I think there's a lot of power in that. I just think um, half the battle is you believing in that too. So yes, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's, that was a perfect way to end it. And I really highly recommend everybody to reach out to you and just like yeah. find out finally like how the story can be such a like impactful thing and not just like sports to be all about your performance. Is there anything else that you wish that I would have asked you or anything that you want to mention at the end before we um, hop off? And that's a wrap for this episode of the Aspiring High Performers podcast. I hope you found today's conversation as inspiring as I did. And please remember that achieving more does not have to come at the expense of your well-being or happiness anymore. So before we part ways, I want to share two important things with you. One, if today's conversation resonated with you, if it reinforced that thought of what could be possible for you, then consider becoming part of the community. So please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, honestly, and it helps me continue bringing you valuable content. And lastly, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of today's episode. So until next time, stay driven and go master the day because you might just be closer to your goals than you think.